Every day we stray further from God. Yo, Aiden, do the thing. What's good, Kramers? What's good, Kramers? Welcome back to episode 134 of the Half and Half podcast. The first episode following List Weeks. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Our best and worst albums of 2022. And as usual... Just by by timing of things, it did turn into like List Month. So I do hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed the whole month of January just being about lists. Mm -hmm. List this, the list that. List resolutions. List the things that you've already failed to do this year. Lists of albums. Lists of movies. Tis the Mm -hmm. season. I mean, hell, they do award shows in February. So who can blame us for taking a whole month? Yeah, does that mean I gotta get started on the creamy soon? It means you have to get started <laughs> on the creamy soon. Uh, but but I'm I'm like the strongest warrior in the war against working, like <laughs> in the war in the in the quiet quitting war. Absolutely. Oh no, March twelfth is the Academy Awards. I have till March. Oh wow, that's even better. Yeah, but... I'm good. I don't have to get I don't have to get cracking today. Exactly. But as you could probably hear, New Year, still us. It's me, Vasanth Ramdas, joined by the illustrious Aiden Mangan. How you doing, bud? Doing good. Um, you want to know something fun, Vasanth? Oh. Yesterday marks the beginning of year three at my job. Oh, what? you've been there for three years already? Well, well, two full years. I'm sorry. Oh, this is year three. three. My bad. Yeah. That's still mm-hmm. that's kind of wild, man. It feels like it's not been that long since you started. I mean, I guess in the grand yeah. scheme of things, it hasn't. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, that's I, I I mean, I know I just talked about the war against working and everything like that, but you know, the real warrior in the war against working was my buddy Vasant here, who went to the masters right after on. I'm so scared of working, <laughs> I decided to, to go pursue <laughs> higher education. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I just started year three, um, which I mean, I'm happy about because like, I think they typically say you should stay in your first job at least three years, which I'm sure that was something that like companies made up to just keep people <laughs> underpaid keep people and stuff like that. You. But I like where I work. So, you know, I'm like good with it. Um, yeah, I think so you're like, actually, you know. I'd be curious to see, but I believe you're probably honestly, probably above average for staying at your job and sort of the in modern times with the newer workforce because people are much quicker to leave if they don't oh like yeah I, I i bet i am yeah i i would i wouldn't be shocked if like the average first job lasted like a year at most yeah it doesn't surprise me because you know i think the pandemic especially really taught people a lot of things about how like your workplace doesn't really care about you or if your workplace does care about you right and like what you're yeah. owed, what you deserve also uh, people found that they were really good at working from home or working remote mm-hmm. from wherever they may be. So now it becomes all the kind of strong arming that companies used to be able to do. Some of that negotiating power has got away because it's just simply not true. Like if someone knows yeah. they're good at their job remotely and like they deliver good results, they're not going to buy the nonsense about, oh, you like if you're not in the office, you're not going to be good at your job. It's like, actually, mm-hmm. so... Congrats on, yeah. I guess, you know, beating the beating the quiet quitting allegations. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I saw something on Elise's uh, Snap story yes, yesterday. Apparently, um, Rookie of the Year I'm talking yes, to. Yes, sir. So, I didn't make but, it to the league, ask, but you... I still won Rookie of the Year. God bless. Yeah. So, 
So do they give that to everybody at your company? It's it's funny because Danny <laughs> DM'd her and asked her the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh so like you're rookie of the year, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> nah, it's so no, I think the grass man, that's awesome. Thank you. I think it's based yeah. off of so like a lot of companies are sort of like different departments or units or whatever. So I can't speak mm-hmm. to the other departments at the company, like if they have their own rookie of the year awards or whatever, they might. Yeah. But in my like where the the field, the region of the company I work in. There's you. It's like there's one rookie of the year. There's one, like you know, mm-hmm. employee of the year. There's one coach of the year, which is like you know, like someone a manager who's done a really good job. So it wasn't a participation award. You have to get nominated for it, and people have to write stuff about you and everything. So I earned it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was gonna say, good job. Um, when I used to be religious and I prayed to God asking Him to make me rookie of the year, I meant in the league. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay yeah it's like god took my knees but he gave me <laughs> but he gave me rookie of the year for uh, my stat job <laughs> god did make me six eight god did make me like brawn but he said hold on i got yeah, just remember what did cow would tell you god did remember that god did. okay god did <laughs> but yeah no it, it is interesting how work and i i'm curious to ask you because i was actually having this conversation recently about how Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too far away from hitting a year at my job, and it feels like it goes by like fast and slow at the same time. There's this weird, I don't know how to explain it, how something can feel so fast yet also feel like it's not moving that quickly. Like it feels Welcome like I'm to the there. rest of your life, kid. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, is that how it feels for you? Where you feel like you've been there longer than two years, but at yeah. the same time, it's like wow, two years really just kind of happened. Yeah, I'm very much someone um, who in most phases of my life, I will say, or like most aspects of my life, I can get like very settled pretty easy. Uh-huh. Um, like, you know, like adjusting to like being in college and like being in high school, being to like working, things like that. Um, I'm like pretty good with like dealing with the fact that I'm like going into a new, like a new situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. life will be like a lot. It's a different phase of my life. It'll be a lot different. So for me, the next phase um whenever that be would be like marriage then kids and everything like that like i'm personally like very comfortable with like those things Mm -hmm. um but like i was gonna say like the thing that is crazy to me that like i like think about too like what you're saying it goes by so fast yeah like and but it also feels like you've just been doing it forever like it like i am like like, I think I'm like, it was only like a little bit over two years ago. I was still taking classes. I was like, that makes no yeah. sense. But it goes yeah. so fast. It's weird. It, it had me feeling a bit existential. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm happy. That's, you know, it's good to have those moments still. So you're not completely a, a drone of the workforce yet. <laughs> you have moments where you question everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's your sanity. Also, yeah. some of you might be listening and might be wondering, fellas, guys, why aren't you leading the show with the big news? Tom Brady's retired. We don't care. We gave him like a segment did, the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did a segment the first time. Like, we, you don't get two segments, okay? Yeah, if you retire, you lengthy... get one segment on this show. Yeah, either he got a segment or he was like essentially what we opened the episode with. We're not going to give him a whole yeah. drawn out. He even says it in his little video. You only get the whole whatever, the nice retirement thing once, and that's it. Yeah. You blew it, Tom. <laughs> i literally i woke up i think at least woke me up and it was just like hey did tom brady retired i was like oh 
and then I went back yeah. to sleep. I kind of expected it. I was like, I think that I, it felt like it was time. Like he it, just was not. People are I, like, I don't think the average sportscaster yeah. is ready for this discourse. He had one of the worst farewell seasons I've ever seen. Like one of those it, underwhelming it farewell bad. tours. Like, yeah. I mean, the year before, like, he, he had a good season. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but he played they, well. And they almost won that playoff game. They lost to the eventual yeah. champions in the Los Angeles Rams. That would have been kind of a cool way to go out. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I bet for him, like, and I want to spend, again, we're not going to spend too much time on this because, you know, you only get one segment, Tom. You got a whole movie coming out this week. You don't need a yeah, segment. On 80 from for us Brady Week, that. Tom, really? Yeah. Yeah. You're retiring on 80 for Brady Week. Honestly, chestnut checkers with that let's be real you know <laughs> coming up hype for 80 not brady yeah because people are going to be googling tom brady and then you know 80 for brady ads will show up and they're like there's a tom brady movie the week he retired the film event of the <laughs> so, season absolutely you you got jane fonda in the movie you got i think Sa- is sally fields is in it maybe like, i think you're right I think it's four Oscar nominees. It's James Fonda, Sally Gronkowski, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Marino. Yeah. I don't know if all four have Oscar nominees, but there are some Oscar nominees. There's Oscar nominations amongst the four of them. Yeah. How distributed those are, I don't know. Like, come on. It's an 80 for Brady sweep this weekend. I love Shyamalan. I'm excited for Knock at the the Cabin. cabin. pretty good. I know. Maybe I'll watch it tonight after the episode wraps up. We'll see. Um, but Good for Dave, man. He just wants to be in a rom-com. Dave should be in a rom Dave Batista absolutely should be in a rom-com. 100%. Like, oh, yeah. the fact that he said that he hasn't gotten offers for one is nuts to me. It's literally right there. Just, like, make him, like, a hitman for hire or something who falls in love. It's perfect. Yeah, I saw like, so many people you know, pitching like bots on Twitter, and I was like, half of these are pretty funny. Like these would be pretty good as a premise. He, I think what I think what you have to do is I'm trying to think about how I'd approach it. I think that he is, and I will say it like I think the funniest thing you can do. He's just like a very large accountant. That's what I was thinking. You know? I was like, make him like the most like make him kind of like. I don't know if the right word is demure, like an introvert, like he's shy. He works like an accounting job or something where he's kind of like. He's massive. And we never explain why. There's never a scene yeah, of him. He's like just at a cubicle. And he's he's just, just massive. And someone yeah. smaller than him, like bullies him or something or like pushes him yeah. or whatever. Like there's like the, ch- there's like the office chat or whatever. And it's not. Okay. I mean, like, Vasant, if you want me to play the role, I will. It's fine. You don't have to beg <laughs> me. That'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be kind of funny if he was like, if everyone just. No one, no one commented on how he's like a six foot something muscle bound former wrestler, right? They're just like, mm-hmm. ah, it's Dave in accounting or whatever. Yeah, and he's just like, again, he's massive, and he falls in love for the one girl that thinks that he's like charming, even though like he's massive. <laughs> like society has just society has relegated him to this role of the dweeb, even though he just it it like aesthetically doesn't this? make sense. How about this? We put him in a movie where societal beauty standards are that short is in. <laughs> oh my okay. A little, about, little, little a little bit of little bit. Look, and again, if you want to cast me as the office Chad, yeah, I can do it, you know? But like <laughs> hey, hey, studios. Just saying. Yeah. Listening. 
But Absolutely. It's like also, writer, director, actor, Aiden Mangan. What? Oh, podcaster what? That too. Happen? That's crazy. Podcaster. <laughs> Dude, I, I think also this shows how little anyone cares that Tom Brady actually retired because we literally we just pivoted off of it so quickly. Very true. Yeah. But uh, may I say, like, Giselle writer, isn't director. coming back, man. Oh, no, she's not. Um, she left the comments on his I, post. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, she's just like, she was just like, good luck, basically. <laughs> good luck with the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what she's got to be thinking? Like, was it worth it? Was it worth it, Tom? You lost all this. Was it worth it? He went like, eight and nine and lost yeah, the you, wild card. You got divorced to go eight and nine. He got divorced to be in a tight playoff race with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's not a more – no one has ever went out sadder than that. He That's almost crazy. lost his playoff spot to – that's the only way this would have been funnier. If Sam Darnold led the Panthers to the playoffs and Tom Brady didn't even yeah. get to play a playoff game. He had the worst regular season record of his career, too. Like, he didn't play particularly what? he wasn't terrible like he honestly still has enough juice where he could have played elsewhere and been fine but he was pretty mid this year all things considered i, I mean he, i agree I, it wasn't like he was he, look, i'll say he was still a top like 15 quarterback yeah probably. but he also set a record in pass completions but also pass attempts he was just spraying and praying i was about to him. say that's that's a mickey mouse record if i've ever heard one He's literally just like chucking the like I'm not like he but he was throwing so much because the team just kind of sucked this year injuries and oh other, yeah but they were injured they were old and they just weren't ready to compete anymore so what can you say this it makes sense why you want coaching to situation either Todd Balls nah, I think Todd, did not have yeah. the juice as the head coach I I was rooting for Todd I I thought he got a raw deal in New York with the Jets um He's a which good I can DC, say about any. But... Yeah, which I could say about any Jets coach ever, probably. Yeah, or <laughs> Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's, I just, it's turning out Todd might just be a bad head coach. So might be. But uh, Tom Brady had a bad, had a pretty mid season to go out, pretty weak retirement mm-hmm. tour. And yeah. I'm surprised, like, he seems like an egomaniac, and I'm surprised he didn't do, like, the whole retirement tour thing, because you know every stadium would have given him a tribute, you know, it would have been, like, the Kobe retirement tour, or in baseball, someone like, did a retirement tour in baseball, who did it recently? Not recently, um, did Sabathia? No, Rivera did a retirement tour, right? Rivera yeah. got a retirement tour. Jeter? Jeter got one. Jeter got a big one. Yeah, like he would have got like a Jeter retirement or probably bigger than that because it's fucking Tom Brady or whatever. But yeah, but but what I will say is I I genuinely believe he was unsure if he was going to retire or not for most of the season. Well, this is what you get for not being able to commit, Tom. You get a shitty yeah. retirement tour and a divorce. Jeez, man. <laughs> At least Tony Robo won't be saying uh, won't be like slobbering on Tom Brady now because he can't commentate his games anymore. Yeah, what's what happens, my man, dude? Like, yeah, for those who are listening, we're just you know, as we're shooting the shit here. Tony Romo used to play in the NFL as a quarterback. In his first year, he was like exceptional in the booth as a commentator. Yeah. He was like predicting plays. He was explaining play designs really well, like why they ran what they ran, and it was like he he was like Nostradamus, right? Like he was mm. he was insanely good at his job, and then for the past couple of years. I just feel like he takes like three shots at Hennessy or something and he cops in the booth and he just says shit. 
I mean, I, I think so too. The man is just like acting just, how should I say he, the, I mean, you kind of said it, like the man looks like he, he's a hen dog. It sounds like, you know, he just walks in there and he's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, he makes weird noises. He keeps saying, I don't yeah. know to his co-host in the booth, co-commentator, Jim Nance. Uh, he, this past he, I weekend, think he compared. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think he compared like three separate players last weekend to Michael Jordan. He compared, he has compared <laughs> Josh Allen, Mahomes, and I think someone else to Jordan. He compared Mahomes That's to so Magic fun. Johnson. <laughs> That's awesome. He also, uh, I there was a throw that Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, because he commentated Kansas City versus Cincinnati this past weekend. And Burrow made a really nice throw. Like it was, it was like very accurate. Like it hit the receiver on the helmet. Like it striped the helmet. Yeah. Like that's how on. And he was like, I don't know, Jim. I think that throw's got to be placed a little better. And I was like, what the hell are we that's doing? That's awesome. Tony Romo never threw a pass that was better placed. Than he that. doesn't know how to manage his like excitement levels, right? Like yeah. he gets super excited whenever Mahomes throws like a check down or something. And look, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and potentially one of the greatest to ever play. Just based on not, what I've you, seen. you don't you don't think that it it is true. He is the best one, but I it's a check down, dude. It's it's yeah, it's a it's crossing like, on, route. Man. He ran yeah, mesh not... well. Okay. <laughs> It's not that big, dude. <laughs> I think that what else makes um, him a rough commentator is he's very fa- he shows blatant favoritism, and I think a lot of people yeah. expect that out of like a local broadcast for it. Like if you watch a local baseball or basketball broadcast, yeah, they're homers, but that's why you tune into those. But if you're doing a national broadcast, you're supposed to be impartial, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, you could you're- do the Troy Aikman approach, where Troy Aikman hates the Cowboys because they aren't as good as what he played, and they won three Super Bowls. <laughs> Troy Aikman clearly wants the Cowboys to be very good, and but it pains aren't. him so much. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes him funny because he's mean. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I'm just curious, what do you think about like some of the, and like just some like the big announcing teams right now? So like, Aikman and Buck have been together for a while now. They've got they're Monday very night. like what do you all think? reliable to me. They're fine. I don't really yeah. love them. I don't hate them. I think they do an okay job. Yeah. Right. I think right. I Buck I I used to dislike more, but at this point I'm just kind of like I don't know. I I I'm like I'm Stockholm syndrome into like being like yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit okay. of a narc, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's fine. I mean, he, he will always have from him. That is a disgusting, disgusting act. act. <laughs> yeah, Randy Moss mooning the crowd, not even literally mooning Absolutely. them, just doing the motion, pretending of to moon, them. pretend mooning. He must have thought he really pulled his pants down, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, okay. Um, Every, I mean, either that or he's just a prude, or like I said, a narc. Yeah. The best booth is probably Fox's Greg Olson, and is it? I don't know how to say the name of the other. It's Kevin Burkhart. Burkhart. Yep. It does a great. No, job I would agree on that one. Olsen's kind of what Romo was. He's not predicting plays, but he does a great job of thinking. He's like, this is what I think they should do and explaining. He's very good at explaining why teams do what they do, or he explains why he doesn't agree with what the team did because he feels like what they did has this impact on. Like, it's very well thought out explanations, and they're pretty easy to understand, too. Like, it's not super technical. He does a good job of explaining stuff in a very easy-to-digest fashion. And that's what he's supposed to do. I I definitely agree. And it's yeah, like no, I think Tom's going to steal his job. That I was going to say, that's the part that sucks. I think Greg does an excellent job. Like, uh, like especially for someone that's, like, relatively new to the role. 
what's this? Like he's still within his first few years. Yeah. And uh, like again, he he in his bye week and like his second to last season, like called a Giants last year game in Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, like he was great, and I was like, what the hell? Why is he good already? Um, yeah, Greg, everyone Greg thought tight end sucked at commentating after the Jason Witten fiasco. I know, right? Yeah, and I would say Kevin, Kevin Burkhart, uh, he started as the Mets field reporter, which is really funny. Back on SNY, he's so got a good voice for it. There, he's got a good voice, and he's a very capable play-by-play guy. So yeah. I would say, like, it's again, he's he's not like anything like crazy. But he's very good at what he does, and they have good. Chemistry. And he can also he does. Was that? I think him and Greg have good. Like they they play off of each they other. They have very good chemistry. Yeah, and the other thing that's good about Kevin is he can do football and baseball. So he's like double dips for yeah. their network. Uh, um, I what do you think about the Thursday night crew? Boring. I agree. Poor Al. Al Michaels needs to retire. He doesn't want to do it anymore. I know. Well, no, no, actually, I don't feel bad for him. He wants the checks, sure. Yeah. He's not Get good my man anymore. the checks. And Kirk is, like, too college football-y. And I say that because he literally says stuff about guys. I'm like, this was true when they were in college. It's not true now. I mean, he, he's mostly a college guy, so I get it. Like, but Yeah, it feels they, like a bit of like, a weird fit for him. I, I more blame the fact that the games are terrible. They haven't had like, anything it's to work with, so it's a bit tricky. Yeah, it's hard. Tariko and Collinsworth uh, are also super mid to me. Yeah. Uh, Tariko's okay. He's solid. He's fine. Um, and Collinsworth is not great. So I think that just kind of makes them mid. Right. Yeah. I Collinsworth, like Harlan. I, I, I don't hate Collinsworth as much as other people do because I just like find his antics really like entertaining. Like yeah. in a way that like it's Here's not a guy good, with, really, with a really solid yeah. base. Exactly. Like, I love the way he comments on physiques of players. Like, the man is so interested. It's like, look There's at the thighs five. on that guy. Look at the legs really big, on this Really guy. thick. Really I, I, nice. Jalen Hurts looks like he could squat 600 pounds. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah. I, the way he con- – like, it's things like that, those quirks. I'm like, he's so weird. I love it. I don't think um, they do it anymore, but I liked Gus Johnson and Akeem Talib. A lot. I don't know I if they're agree. still. Gus and Akeem were awesome. They were fun. Akeem uh, had a very like he was not a he was just more blunt. Like he would just straight up call it as it is. And I kind of liked it. I liked it. I don't like commentators being nice. Akeem stepped away because like this season, because his brother, I think, like killed somebody at like a event that Akeem was also at. And I think he wants to take time to like process everything. It's a rough family time. That's understandable. Yeah. But him and Augusta are so, great. I, I hope like, he comes back. I thought Akib was also very good for a guy who's pretty early on in his career. The broadcast. Akib was so entertaining. Like, and he gave he gave really good analysis too. But he's really entertaining. Yeah. I don't know yeah, who does Kevin so. Harlan do his with. Uh, Trent Green. Yeah, Harlan's just a great guy in general. He does the NBA very well as well. So yeah. Harlan's generally awesome. Trent's fine. He does yeah. a good enough job. So but that's Harlan our booth review. Like steals the show. Yeah. And Tom Brady, my prediction is if he does color, he's gonna be he's not gonna be good because it's 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 not gonna work because he's Tom I, Brady and I don't think he's got the personality of like a guy like Peyton and Eli. The reason they can do it is I just don't know if Tom has the personality. I feel like he's too. I I'm afraid of Tom Brady. <laughs> I can't. That's see why I don't think it will work. I don't yeah. know. He he feels like a halftime guy. Like he's he can be like his his if you want to call it charismatic, his charismatic kind of 
Golden Boy self for a halftime show, but I don't need that for a whole game. I feel like it is. But he's also terrifying in the way that Tom Cruise is also terrifying. Yeah, he's like sociopathic. So I think a halftime show is where you put the sociopaths. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap up the banter, the chit chat, as we kind of get back to the classic half and half episodes. But we're bringing back an old segment up next. So we're going to take a break. You don't go anywhere. And we're back. Kind of teased it over. I I don't know why. Whenever we like switch the, we do the call refresh on our end. I make it sound like we're cutting to commercial. We don't have sponsors. It's not like you're going to get a thirty second hit about how you need to shave the balls or eat some pre made um, meals. As a bit, we could record some fake commercials for the show. We should. That's a great idea, Aiden. That won't be ready for next episode, but maybe we'll we'll add a fake commercial or two. We'll start writing fake ads. That'd be funny. Yeah. Look at I this live ideation on the show. And if you're a listener and you steal that idea, I will find you. Yeah. How? He will find you <laughs> and he will commit some quote unquote light shenanigans at you. Yeah. Okay. Just a few laughs, maybe even a gaff. Huh? What about that? <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll have to brainstorm some fake commercial ideas and record some. That'd be pretty funny, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But Aiden, when we closed mm-hmm. before our little break, we were talking about how Tom Brady, Tom Cruise seem sociopath right yeah you would agree sociopaths are bad um mostly yeah <laughs> except but, for tom cruise <laughs> i was gonna say i like I'm, I'm giving like a i'm honestly at this point i'm like all in on tom cruise i'm sorry guys like i can't hate him the the dude's he's a menace yeah he's probably a little evil yeah but he also made top gun maverick fair enough and those are the words it, it levels out evil yeah. sociopathic <laughs> menace and that brings us, we're rebranding. We used to do a worst of the week segment. We, you know, in lieu, in, in sticking with our coffee theme, right? We would call it the American Schmear Alliance cup of coffee. Who gets that cup of coffee for the week? Because airline coffee is mediocre, right? But we decided to rename it. It's still essentially this worst of the week segment. We're going to try and be more regular about it. We don't know the frequency of it, but we will be doing it every episode every couple of episodes but welcome to the inaugural crying over spilled milk they say don't cry over spilled milk but we're crying all right we're complaining we're bitter and we're gonna talk about it because you you three nominees shouldn't have drawn the ire of the half and half podcast so welcome to crying over spilled milk yeah and before we continue, cue the delightful audios thing that I've come up for it. Oh, God damn it! What happened? I spilled some milk. Bam! See? Heard that? Sounded great. Oh, did you, did you make one for this? I'm planning on it. It, it, I'm just manifesting it by literally in the episode, giving it a place to exist. I feel like now I have to. So gotcha. Like being like, um, trying to think of like a rhyme real quick for you. Um, those boys, (laughs) they have voices sweeter than silk, but don't go crying over spilled milk. Bang. (laughs) Not selling them anything. It's not like I'm selling them. (laughs) Sorry, I'm in fake commercial mode still. Fake commercial mode, yeah, I get it, I get it. So, crying over spilled milk. Who spilled the most milk? Who's making us cry the most? 
We've got two nominees, well, three nominees, one winner. And to start us off, we have our first nominee, Super Bowl ad teasers. Aiden, you want to go ahead and take this one? Um, yeah, so obviously, uh, Super Bowl, like the Super Bowl is going to be in two weeks, going to be between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, I think, so Vasant, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Who are you rooting for? Chiefs. That's right. Okay, good. So I'll be in a friendly household when I go watch the game with you. Good. I don't like have um, that much of a dog in the race, but I lean Chiefs, but I don't know. I've got a massive dog in the race. <laughs> As a Giants <laughs> fan, someone who lives in PA. I, I don't want to deal with Eagles fans, yes. I would like I would love for their city to be cursed and to lose three championships in like three seasons in a row here between soccer, baseball, right. and football. Anyway. Um yeah, so pretty much what we're talking about is like so in the Super Bowl, there's also the commercials, and the commercials are always a big deal, obviously. People, they um the whole I watched the Super Bowl like, for the commercials. I'm so different. If, if you are that person, you are the worst person. Okay, yeah, you're the type of Watch person who says, game. "Oh, sports ball, home run, touchdown." You're not different. Okay, I get it. You were in your high school production of Mamma Mia. Shut up. <laughs> but like you are, you are watching the most important football game of the season. All you can go is like, "Oh, look at that! A new milk commercial." Also, that's not even a Great, funny man. bit anymore anyway, because you can watch them all on fucking YouTube, usually before the game anyway. And also, I'll say, most commercials past few years suck. They're <laughs> bad. And that's a like, larger they feel like issue like with three deep. There's three yeah. good ones you usually take, and that's all people think about. And it's, it's usually like, a, what I was going to say, it's like, um, it's a larger issue with advertising in general is that they're just so milk toast and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they're bad usually recently, so I'll get excited about them. They're bad. Um, yeah. But sure, yeah, there's people that say watch watch the commercials and all that, which, again, if you're that type of person, like, just, just like, come up with an original opinion, please. Um, have one original thought, please. Um, but anyway, that's, that's not who we're talking about here. But it could be. That's not. Uh, we're talking about the fact that now Super Bowl commercials have teasers for them. And it is so hard to care about that, you know, trying to manufacture like viral moments. So your like Super Bowl ad is just like the biggest thing in the world, you know? Yeah, you're hyping up a commercial. It's not a Marvel movie. It's not even a regular movie. It's not. It's just a commercial. Like if people like like for all for all the like, you know, discourse about like, like understandable discourse about capitalism and how it's rotting our society this is a great example we're hype we're doing hypes for the commercials you're doing a commercial for a commercial like what are we doing yeah by the way i didn't realize i was on the comrade ramdas here oh my god (laughs) (laughs) well can you here's the thing too yeah they're gonna hype up these commercials and at least i'd say honestly most of them are gonna suck yeah most of them will be terrible I think the only am, one that I have some faith in is the NFL ones are usually pretty good. Yeah. So that one will be I, fun. I think, it's mostly fun because you get to see all the players. and like, oh, I remember that guy or that guy. Yeah. So what about this guy commercial? I think we all enjoyed, you know, Eli and Odell dan- and, like, the rest of the Giants dancing to Time of My Life, doing the dirty dancing thing. I think we all enjoyed that. Yeah, or, like, um, the anniversary commercial where all the old and new players, like, played a game with, like, the gold cute. football and the cake. That was yeah. cute and that was fun. That's cute. 
yeah reference a lot of iconic moments yeah but yeah most of these commercials will be terrible like the one that i'm dreading the most i think is the m&m one it's the m&ms where they've used kind of the they're using mainly the it feels like namely the tucker carlson manufactured outrage yeah to be like oh now our mascot's maya rudolph who everybody loves and it's like it's just like the most obvious bait ever you that know? is going to show up on the that it'll show up in the Super Bowl, and they'll be like, "Oh, we're not actually getting rid of the M&Ms." Oh, and yeah, then like my Rudolph is turning. They turn my Rudolph into an M&M. That now that would be interesting, actually. Excuse you. They put her in her. <laughs> they put her in a machine, and they turn her into a walking, talking brutalizer M&M. into an M&M. Now that would you see? Now that's that's pushing a boundary. That's <laughs> that's, in, that's not toast. That, yeah, that's body horror. That's interesting. I just watched Infinity Pool. Can you tell? <laughs> we will re- we will we will we will take back this nomination if that is in fact the commercial. If it is if a we body get, horror. If we get body horror on, during the Super Bowl that doesn't occur on the field, we'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, but M and M's are what I've seen. Uh, the NFL teased their commercial. Even if the commercials, I think, will probably be good because it's generally usually pretty easy for them to make a decent commercial. It's still mm-hmm. annoying. I saw one with Melissa McCarthy as a YouTube ad. I I, it, I can't remember if it was for like it was either a dating service or it was like a, like a hotels.com type. Like she was on like vacation and some really jacked dude was giving her like a foot rub. So it's one of those. I mean, two, good for like, Melissa, but. I mean, yeah, get the bag, but also, like, I mean, I don't care. Get the bag all you want, but, like, these, it's just so dumb to me. Is it a dumb thing yeah. to complain about? Yes, that's the name of the segment. We're crying over spilled milk. Not everything here is serious. Some things were just, we're just grumpy old men complaining. And this digital audio backyard, if you will. Yeah, let me tell you, this new wave of advertisers, they just don't move the same as the ones when I was young, you know? Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't even remember as I a progressed commercial that like stood out for me as, a as I was just saying as I progressed to being fifty years old culturally. <laughs> as your as your it's it's the plot of what yeah. is it old the Shyamalan movie where you age in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I do that whenever I see a TikTok come across my Twitter feed. Oh my god! Okay, you've got it rough. You got an accelerated condition. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's bad. I'm I I am now nearly sixty culturally. I listened <laughs> to um. A Quinn ninety two album, Vasanth, uh-huh. and I hated it. <laughs> so and I'm ask like, what a is... Quinn ninety two is, but I feel like that also ages me. <laughs> don't don't do that to yourself. Don't age yourself, man. But let's just say that it's like just millennial pop stuff, and it's like very just like easy listening. He has a song with AJR on the album. I don't think not liking AJR makes you old. I think this makes you like. That's what the kids who, are listening to. <laughs> it just makes you it, if you don't like if you don't like okay, someone yeah, no, who would not collab like with AJR, AJ. Yeah. Not like AJR, it doesn't make me old. It makes me right. That's a thing. Exactly. Know, like, if you don't like yeah. 92, who I guess all I know is that they've collabed with AJR, so that's my sonic reference is AJR sound. It doesn't make you yeah. old. It just means like you aren't the type of person uh, during that whole millennial versus Gen Z TikTok beef, you aren't the type of person to get on your keyboard and make a song about middle parts and side parts and skinny jeans or respond to people not liking Eminem with your own rap diss. That's all it means. Oh, God, yeah. Means was, you wouldn't that do a, that. Uh, yeah. So if anything, that was such, you're that was more so sane that was than happening. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd like to think that I've transcended. 
That's good. As you transcend your this mortal shell, I, I mm-hmm. rooted for you on that one. But Super Just, Bowl ad yeah. teases, dumb. It's a commercial. It doesn't Very need dumb. Uh, the next nominee, NBA referees. I know you could nominate referees like any week. Oh, what about that missed call? It's rigged. The greatest thing about the rigged dialogue is the NFL uh, script meme. That's been that, that's been so funny. Which, oh for God. those who don't know, uh, I believe Ble- it was yeah. Arian Foster in PFT, right? It, yes. Bless you, Arian, for this. This was so funny. Yeah, it's a podcast with uh, one, Arian Foster. He's playing the NFL, and he kind of made a joke. Like, they played it very straight, which is beautiful. But he made a mm-hmm. joke that, like, before every season, they got scripts for how the season was going to go. And they pra- that's what they do during practice. Yeah, People and making... all, all practices is learning the script, you know? And yeah, like, working it's like out WWE the or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because people are, like, referencing, like, really rough moments. Like, uh, the Alex Smith had, like, a brutal leg injury. Like, he almost lost his leg because of it. Yes, people are learning, Alex, like, Smith Alex Smith reading the script. Uh, J- Jason Pierre-Paul reading the script. <laughs> and looking at his hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Hannibal Burris hand gif or whatever. Yeah. Or... RG3, I think he's corny, but to his credit, he tweeted me yeah. the script. Okay, he, like, me reading it. my script in 2012. Yeah, Andrew Luck reading his. <laughs> oh, for, oh, God, that, that one would hurt me. If Luck, like, again, if, like, the NFL was actually, actually scripted, if, like, he got his career arc and he was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I'm so good. <laughs> like, are you serious? Matt Ryan in 2017, right? Oh, God, brutal. But Matt, I'll always feel bad for Matty Ice. Me and Vasant were Matty Ice defenders, even if he's Yeah, but he's he needs to call now, it. He's but, washed. Yeah, he call it, yeah. We're truth. We're yeah. honest Matty Ice defenders. Absolutely. Like, he was great, but he needs to call it, definitely. <laughs> Go, coach, man. Go, coach. Yeah. But yeah, we could talk about refing and rigging. It's it's the usual discourse. People had it out after the Bengals Chiefs game on Sunday. But we're talking about NBA refs. That's basketball, and the only reason they're nominated, they missed uh, they miss a lot of calls. The most egregious one, I guess, it's only the most egregious because it's on national TV and it involves the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. Um, Aiden, who is a Celtics fan, admits it was an egregious missed call where Jason. It, it was egregious, up. but I. It was egregious, but I am all in favor of it because it was Yeah, funny. get mad. You know, get <laughs> fucked. We won. <laughs> yeah. Again, but, meeting the Lakers, it's like, that's awesome. Like, okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, Tatum slaps LeBron pretty obviously on the forearm, wrist area. That should have yeah. been a foul. LeBron misses the layup when he gets hit on the arm. And LeBron loses it because he doesn't get the foul call. Lakers go on to lose in overtime. So, I'm going to stay right now. It's a bad missed call, but – refs miss calls all the time. Literally when this, this happens, discourse was yeah. happening, there was fans of every team. As a Bulls fan, I can think of like three different games where I've seen clips and I was like, oh, if they make that call, we probably win. Yeah. Kings fans pointed out. And before you say, well, the Lakers, yeah, the Bulls aren't that good. They're not really in like, you know, the Lakers are really fighting for a position in a very condensed West, but the Kings who are in a good position right now in the playoff race have had a lot of calls missed on them. Pretty much every fan base is a victim of missed calls and bad refing stuff that needs to be addressed. But it's like kind of funny that it's only a big deal because it's LeBron James and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And what really sealed the deal? Also, for the you're Thomas. saying Lakers fighting for a playoff seed. They're they're 13. Let, let's be real. <laughs> like, they are, but the West I, is so condensed. If they win four games in a row, they could put, like they're only four games back of like three or something. Like it's not the West is really is, condensed. You know, you're right. That is like, they're only six games back from the three seed. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's God, the difference. The West is trash, man. The West oh, is like super parody condensed, and the East it's yeah. like kind of condensed to the top, and then it opens up. There's like a gap between the top and the middle bottom area. Yeah. But what made the refs get this nomination is this tweet from the official NBA refs Twitter account, which I will read to you guys now. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cost sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. Shut oh up. Oh, my God. Just hold the call. The only way that that apology is not just, like, the most pathetic thing in the world is if it's done sarcastically, you know? And like AI they should have put it generated a better apology. They should have put that in the notes app, you know. They should have done that and tweeted it. <laughs> yeah, like literally, it, it's so it's like too dramatic. Like that's the problem. It's also, so bad. I love. I it. know it's bullshit. It's it's more frustrating. Like because NBA does like, and I think the NFL does too. Like they do like last two minute reports or like they review like missed calls and they release them afterwards. And people are like, cool, but also it doesn't really do anything. It's like, oh hey, we missed this call. Your team lost, but sorry. This is even Sorry, worse. You were right. <laughs> At least you missed the call. Own it. Yeah. I don't need a I sob agree. story. I don't reps are people too. No shit, they're people too. But guess mm-hmm. what? I don't care. <laughs> you see, I but I think that missed calls are a tradition in sports that sports are very tradition is that it's because we have even if you had a machine doing it, there's gonna be like some error or like calling it in a way that's a little right. Because we always talk, they talk about that in every sport, right? How it's like, oh, you call it differently when it's like crunch time. Or now yeah. the Celtics one, once again, terrible this call should have absolutely been called. But like releasing this like Tumblr, you know, don't, this anime profile pick ass apology, you know? It, it, you know, it honestly, it honestly feels like um, Trump's apology for the, uh, uh, the Hollywood access tape. Where he's like, I'm not a perfect person. (laughs) It's like, everyone already doesn't like us. How can we try? It's like, they should know. Look, people are mad at us, whatever. Just say, okay, we missed the call. It's our bad. We got to get, we tried. We'll try and get better. People might say, oh yeah, you always say that. But that's it. The emotional appeal is what makes it kind of sad. And not in like, I feel bad for you in a sympathetic way. But like, this is pathetic. No simp. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, so they get, yeah. I I just want to say, like, how funny would it be, like, if they basically dropped this apology, right? Yeah. Just, I've never said I'm a perfect person, nor pretended <laughs> to be someone that I'm not. I've said and done things I regret, and the words released today on this more than a decade old video are one of them. Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am. I said it. I was wrong, and I apologize. It's funny because it's so obviously just, like, an appeal to try and get, like, the heat off of them. It's like, you know, like, yeah. like it's like, oh, you feel, it's like, you guys, some of these refs are, like, dicks, or, like, or present themselves in, like, the rudest way possible. <laughs> Absolutely. So. It's it's awesome, yeah. That's our I, second I think, nominee. Yeah, I think it's our second nominee, but I also say I, I kind of respect it if that, that apology was entirely sarcastic. You know? It would have been funnier if it was the notes app screenshot. The only thing that's the only thing that's beating the notes app screenshot is Tony Dungy apologizing for being homophobic by screenshotting a text message from someone else, message. probably his PR person. That was so good. I love that one. That was, that was awesome. the most old man. Old man tries to apologize online. How do, how do I, 
how do I copy a message? <laughs> Let me just take a picture of it. Here we go. <laughs> that was so good. Speaking of apologies, uh, the winner of the person who spilled the most milk in <laughs> more ways than one, probably, uh, and oh. has us crying oh. the loudest, like a, like a toddler throwing a tantrum, the winner of the inaugural Crying Over Spilled Milk Award for Worst of the Week. Worst, you know, up until we record the episode, whatever, right? Is, as I've written in the show notes, AI porn guy. So His name is H. Th- this was quite the saga yeah, hearing so about this guy. This is the ultimate, like, I have to explain for the elderly who are joining. <laughs> so let me yeah. explain. There's a couple pieces to this. So AI porn guy. It doesn't, well, it could honestly refer to two people. It could refer to the creator of said AI porn or the guy who, you know, revealed he watched it accidentally on his Twitch stream. So, yeah. The live streamer. You say quote unquote accident. Yeah. Accident. His name is Atrioc. Uh, real name is Brandon Ewing. That matters to you. And the story goes that he was, you know, he was live streaming and he, I, he, I, he clicked like the keyboard shortcut that like shows all your tabs or whatever so you can click to the one you want to go to. And when he did that, I, I just of... want to say real quick: streamers have to immediately know to never do that. That is like if you've ever seen a streamer get in trouble for showing porn on stream, that's it. This that's is the work, at, like at like an office job. It is the work equivalent of like sharing the wrong desktop screen. Absolutely, yeah. Like sharing the one you with your continue. like Teams yeah. chat where you're like shit talking the person you're <laughs> yeah. presenting to. But so what? He did that, and people noticed that on one of the tabs there was uh, there were screenshots, and it was a porn site, and the video he had pulled up was deep fake had like deep fake pornography of uh, a couple popular Twitch streamers. So this is something that's been happening, and it's really bad. So obviously AI technology, there's a lot of cool possibilities with it, but something it's been used for is people will have these will have you know porn pornographic video where you know people are having sex doing being intimate with one another and they're made in such a way that you can use ai to essentially kind of copy and paste someone's face onto one of the people in the video right so what this allows is for people who sexualize in this case these women right and are weird and just view them as sort of these objects of desire they don't view them as people they view them as you know they view them for their own sexual pleasure it allows creeps like that to get their rocks off because these content creators are not consenting or do not, you know, they're not like, they're not putting out that type of material. They don't consent to having that type of material, you know, put out there of them. So take their face, put it in a porn video and you can get it off in that way. Right. And it's mm-hmm. weird, right. It's really, really weird to not consent to have being, having your likeness used in that fashion. Right. Yeah. Because you have to think about it this way. Imagine if someone did that to you, the listener or someone you know, and they put their face in a porn video and like it somehow, like somehow, some way, right? Like, first of all, it's creepy to think that people that you might know might be watching it and getting their rocks up to. But like, what if like somehow like someone finds out, finds out about the video and they're like, are you doing porn now? Right? There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with sex work or, you know, being in porn as long as I, the porn industry has plenty of problems about, you know, performers being treated terribly. There's nothing wrong being in that industry as long as you're, you know, doing it because you want to and you have control over your body and you're getting paid appropriately, right? There's nothing wrong with it. But if you aren't consenting to be in that in that avenue in porn or in, you know, anything of that sexual nature, it's not okay to just take someone's face and shove it on 
to no, someone no. else's body in a video. It's it's deeply weird and unsettling to do that. And it's also like I can't imagine like if like you get like like the worst and it's like your mom is like, hey, are you like you know what I mean? Like that'd be terrible. Yeah. It's one thing that the people in that industry have to have those type of conversations because people don't respect sex work like they should. But it's another thing to not be in sex work at all. And then people are like, so are you doing, are you doing this now? And it's like, uh, no. And also that's gotta be so like, it's just gotta be so upsetting. So Atrioc wins worse, the, the, you know, the worst of the week crying over spill milk award. I could also, he co wins it with the person who's made these videos. The website that hosts these videos yeah. also wins it. But I, I think this, there's, there's a few wrinkles to this that I think we need to like touch on a bit more that make this the apology. Even more right yeah so there's two things about there's two things i want to kind of like explain too one he the person or the, the streamers that he had deep faked uh porn open of um they were people that he has like collaborated with in the they're past. like peers in the space who are at least aware of each other's he, existence yeah he has a personal connection with these people like in some extent even if they're just like collaborators that like they stream occasionally together whatever or like but they, they have like yeah yeah, they have brought him into a circle with them of like trust, right? So that's at a basic up level, in the very yeah. first place. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's, like, it's very it's messed like up. The coworker, like imagine doing the same yeah. thing, but it's like a coworker, and they find out it's terrible. And if they don't find yeah. out, it's still weird. Just to make that, clear. yeah. And then the other thing he did that was just like, why his wife was on stream during his apology. Crying in the background. Why, dude? Crying. Like it's some sort of emotional prop, it felt like. Yeah. It, like his apology too was just like absolute nonsense too. He was like right, he was curious. You know, yeah, he was like, I've been like researching AI and things, and like, you know, I was watching porn and there was a link to like a like a porn AI thing, and I was curious, so I went to it, then I just started watching and then I was like, what, like why dude? would you even click it? <laughs> It's like, do you want like 50 viruses, man? Why'd you click a link on a porn well, site? Well, if, if like... the ad was something like it had like the face of his, these, these, uh, it's Pokemon and I believe it's Pokemon yeah. and Maya Higa among maybe others, but those are the two notable ones, at least that I saw yeah. reference in. I'm looking at two articles. There's one from Dexerto and one from Kotaku. So if I'm missing other names, apologies, obviously. I I feel terrible for anyone who's had to have like their likeness used in such a way, because mm -hmm. they didn't. Con it, it comes down to consent. They did not consent yeah. to this, right? If someone is you know has an OnlyFans or ha is in porn, they're consenting to having that material made with them in it. They're putting mm -hmm. it out there. In the case of OnlyFans, you're paying and they're giving you access to it, right? You're yeah. choosing to be in that space, and especially like I said, porn can be really shady. But you're choosing to, you know, you know, perform in that to perform in these videos and have those put out there, right? They aren't. Yeah, the, these Twitch streamers are not choosing to do that, right? And there's not. Yeah, they not they they're not like they they don't. And I, I think the word the most like the really like heartbreaking one was I don't think it was one of the streamers specifically maybe in his video like in his stream that they saw in the tab, but there was one where. She made a Twitch stream, and I think I think what happened was because of his incident, other streamers found out that the website existed, and I think mm -hmm. a lot of Twitch streamers were like, "Is there shit of me on there?" And I think they found out that there was, and I saw one Twitch streamer I think she reacted to, and she was like in tears because it's disturbing, it's weird, 
because on a daily basis, right? Uh, and this, you know, I'm sure it happens to both, right, men and women. But from what I'm aware of, especially because it's the gaming space, and everyone knows what the stereotypes of that space are, and those stereotypes are earned. Let's yeah. be honest. Women in the Twitch space get sexualized a lot. They get accused of only being successful because they're women, or because they're hot, or because they got big boobs, or whatever. Right, and people yeah. ogle them and sexualize them. And obviously, like, I, I, there's some creators that, like, you know, they have their OnlyFans, they have their, you know, they have those type of accounts, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you pay a fee, and you, you know, you get what you want. They're consenting to do that. I, I, I love, I, Vasant, I love the PG way you just said that. <laughs> I, mean, you get, I don't know. You, get you, your you pay for it. You, you, you get what you want. You know, like... you get your titty pigs. You get the, you get the there cream you everywhere. I don't care. <laughs> okay, that was, that was. That was yeah, X-rated. Let's bring it to yeah. PG thirteen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you G, to, too sex get... positive. Let's get sex negative real quick. Um, yeah. yeah Sorry, you're saying. Yeah, but like, it's that happens enough, right? Like that the the streamers in the space who even the streamers who do like provide. Like, I want to make something clear. Even if you are an OnlyFans creator or you do porn, you're still a human being and you're not an object, mm-hmm. right? So even yeah. regardless of the involvement in those spaces. These women often are treated as objects. Yeah. So they already deal with that on a regular basis. And now to find that someone has been taking their face and basically copying and pasting it into pornographic material so people can like, you know, they're like, ooh, finally, this streamer that I think is hot, I finally get to see your fuck, but not not really, but still get to. It's so fucked up, man. It's like, why? Well, I mean, I can tell you why. It's it's, It's because like men, like well, it, it happens with more than just men. I shouldn't just say men. But people, when they get horny, they get, like, monkey brain, you know? Yeah. And they just, like, do not think about, like, how this could be, like, hurtful for other people. Mm-hmm. Or if they do think about it, they don't care. No, they don't. And, and it, it, it's yeah. super upsetting. And I want to make it clear, there's a lot of levels to this. Atriox is... This, this award... It's a team award, actually, this week. Atriox gets to hold the trophy, but... He wouldn't be there without the person who's made this website. You're a terrible person. Mm. And anyone yeah. on Twitter, because I've seen it, who are like, women will whine over anything. Women are going to stop the progress of AI. I, this is a completely unrelated tweet, but some guy posted a picture of a bunch of like AI women like that were like uncanny valley, like they looked real, but something was off. And he was like, oh my God, AI can generate women with big boobs. It's over for women. And I'm like, all of you suck. AI's development hasn't why would it hinge on like sexual malpractice like why would it's like on using people in this fashion ai it's not for me i see an ai generated woman with massive cans i am pro ai (laughs) also like referring to that i I don't get it if you say it's over for women because of ai generated big titty that's so funny you only viewed women as valuable because of those types of pictures so well, absolutely, yourself, but buddy. Like, th- like what's what's even funnier to me though about that is just like, I like, dude, do you not do you never want to kiss a woman? Like, <laughs> it's a picture, dude. Like, what, like, what's it gonna do for you? You know, and this is that is, all you want? Obviously, we're just speaking life? from like a heterosexual edge because obviously they're yeah. they're the horny. They're they seem to be quite horny on Twitter. But this would go for any sort of sexual preference, like. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> you know? 
there's the thing with AI is it's cool, right? And it's new and like it's this buzzwordy thing, right? Because people use AI and machine learning and deep learning all very interchangeably, even though there there's nuances to kind of how they all fit in to relation with one yeah. another. And AI is cool, but it also presents a lot of potential problems, which is why mm-hmm. there's a lot of companies have ethics boards around AI. There's a lot of law and policy that's being developed around AI around the world. So mm-hmm. hopefully Absolutely. as that gets developed, we can put stuff like putting someone's face in a video that they did not consent to be in as like something you can sue for. Um, I will say I, to give him a modicum of credit, even though he's a weird, weird man for what he did. Uh, from what I've, well, from what I've understand, Atrioc, he's not only taking a break from content creation. I don't give a shit about that, but he is, putting time and effort into helping women who find this content, get that content taken down and helping them pursue legal action. I don't know how he's doing that. I don't know if he's like talking to these women and like supporting them financially. I don't know if he's creating sort of like an initiative for it, but I am glad Mm -hmm. he is at least showing some level of like, I am so, so sorry for what I did. So I can appreciate some sort of contrition. Yeah. Even though what he did is terrible. And I, like, it's just sad watching someone cry because, like, they, like, have to live with the fact that someone was so horny and sees them as such an object. They were like, "You, I need to get what I want from you. So they took their face and put it on someone else's body and made a weird video out of it. It's just gross, man. No, I agree. So. And, but, uh, hey, congratulations. You say... won an award for it. So Yeah. I hope you hang it up or wear it or whatever the manifestation of this award is for you. I hope where, however it exists, it, it, it is a shameful reminder. Also, why is your wife in that video? Do not use her as a prop. To Do not emotional. <laughs> she is rightfully probably upset, but it feels like she's a weird prop almost because she's not only in the background, she's like blurred out because of the camera. It's only yeah, focused but she's on just him. crying there. And it's just like, like what it's so this? sad. That's the world we live in, by the way, a Twitch stream. This, Someone, uh, someone made a tweet where it's like none of these words are in the Bible because the headline was Twitch streamer apologizes for watching AI deepfake porn of fellow Twitch streamer while wife cries in the background. None of these words are in the Bible. That's really funny. <laughs> it's literally like, it, that's the most, like, if you want to know what times we live in, it's literally that. Yeah. So yeah. that's that. That's okay. our worst of the week award. And we're, yeah, we're trying to keep the episodes tighter this year. So as we come yeah. up, I think, to a close, I want to introduce, it's going to be kind of a short segment this week. It might be a little longer in the other times. Another new segment. Here's the new audio sting. Cool. Now I have to do that one too. Um, it's called shop talk. So what Aiden and I see this as is obviously we bring up topics that we're passionate about. We talk about stuff that we're into, but this acts as sort of like a little place where maybe like we've been doing something over the past week or the past you know while, and we just want to dedicate a little time just to talk about it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Sure so thank yeah. Uh, I'm the reason it's going to be short is it's just me this week, so I'll make this fairly yeah. quick. Uh, I was back home in charlotte for the holidays i'm now back in philadelphia and since i have come back uh my girlfriend elisa has decided to introduce me to the world of disney channel original movies now i have seen a couple but i grew up in a household where any show that had real people in it was clearly meant for adults so i didn't get i didn't watch a lot of them i didn't watch a lot of that that is a wrinkle 
That's a wrinkle I did not know about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what my parents thought. That's why, that's why I'm... Uh, I'm not going to say that. I guess that. It feels like a weird joke to make after the last thing we just talked about. Never mind. Yeah. I'm pulling back on that. Um, did, did, so wait, did you not watch like Drake or jo- Drake and Josh? No. I said Drake or Josh. I feel like you didn't watch Drake watching. or Dra- Josh? <laughs> Drake, I didn't watch Drake or Josh. I can watch that's one of them the not dude literally i it, it was so oh, funny because really? that their logic it worked so well that like i remember we were on some i think we were in a, we were in atlanta or something we were on like a family trip mm-hmm. and i stayed up to watch tv and they were like kind of sleeping and they looked up to see what i was watching and they're like oh it's cartoons and they went back to sleep i was watching the fucking boondocks i was watching adult swim because <laughs> in their head cartoon equals children real people that's awesome adults and that's, that's it. so good <laughs> Because I think like the, someone who's yeah. seen some of Indian TV, like the mid early two thousands, a lot of programming, it was if it's got real people, it's like a drama or something, and it's meant for it. adults. And if it's a yeah. cartoon, it's for kids. Got it. Okay, so they, they didn't understand the fact that they there could be live action children's shows. Fair enough. Yeah, or adult humor in a cartoon. Yeah, fair enough. It's okay. I still had my childhood crushes. They were all just cartoons, but it's fine. Not gonna unpack that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to just touch. So I've not seen many decoms, so I wanted to just touch on the ones I've seen. Give a quick hit. I'm gonna give like a one word, like a quick, like a sentence on them, and then I will tell you if I think it's like if it holds up. As someone who's watching, I'm 23. So this is a 23 year old going back and watching. No. So How many of you watch total? Do you know? Uh, I think I've seen four or five. If I miss any, uh, Elisa's in the room right now. She's studying, but okay. if she hears me, this. So we're going to run through these real quick. So first okay. one I saw, 13th year. It's about a boy who turns into a mermaid when he turns 13. Uh, not terrible. Kind of weird. Uh, I, I admire the effort on the CG and the prosthetics. All in all, so, it's fine. It's just weird. We'll, we'll call it like a David Lynchian effort. Sure. <laughs> Experimental It's a little filmmaking. weird, but I think it's fine. <laughs> Only one of the children can act well, and the other ones are just kind of there. But it's all right. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one I we saw was I oh my god I, I don't know if I, the order oh, we saw Sky High great film it's My Hero Academia before the anime or the manga existed not, Kurt Russell's in it not like not a decom that was a theatrical release whatever it's in the group but still run. great time I agree I like Sky High great time um what else did we watch watch Camp Rock it's fucking awful don't watch Camp Rock I hate it. <laughs> And the second Got one is somehow okay. worse because Elisa showed me a song from it and Nick Jonas sings about how he likes cheese quesadillas. It's stupid. Um, right, nice. Camp Rock is just bad. Uh, the only thing that's funny, the funniest thing to me is Joe Jonas teaches a class on hip-hop dancing because Joe Jonas... That is, that is sacrilege. I love it. <laughs> um, then we watched Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Not terrible. I kind of thought it was cool that they cast some actual martial artists in the movie. I did not know That's cool. that um God, what's the name? What's Lauren Tipton's actress's name? Lauren London. London. Oh, yeah, right. You didn't watch. Yeah, my bad. Brenda Brenda um, Song. She actually Brenda Song. knows martial arts. So it was kind of cool. Like, I thought cool. that stuff was cool. And it was impressive stunt work for a Disney Channel film. But like Disney the decom. The story was like a classic like Chinese artifact kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, nothing too special in that regard. But I thought it was fun. I liked I liked the fighting. Honestly, it was pretty cool. There were some cool set piece fights that was just like stunt work. So not bad. And uh we saw the Proud Family animated movie. Fun. That's really all I gotta say about it. I had fun with it. 
Nice. So I think that covers it. That's my run of, that's my shop talk, the comms that I've seen and how I feel about them. Take oh, it well. out. If you have any more suggestions, feel free to DM the show or DM me. But yeah, right. so those are the Disney Channel original movies that I saw in this sort of little right. stretch. I just got to say, I got a few suggestions for you, okay? Okay. Once I think you need to hit if you're going to be doing this. Um, absolutely Halloween Town. And you can I think I've seen Halloween right Town. Like, it, the thing is, I've seen, like, I think I saw that while we were at Etsy State. I liked Halloween we Town. May have very delightful. That. Very spooky. Very ha- fun. Halloween Town, best Disney Channel original movie. Absolutely. I liked Halloween Town. I remember I found it very, like, I, I felt the Halloween spirit. And that's really all it needs to do. So it did a good job. That's right. Don't need to watch the sequels. <laughs> just, yeah, I've heard just I've heard mixed reviews on those. Don't need to watch Halloween Town High. Definitely don't. Okay, understood. Um, we've watched Lemonade Mouth, which isn't good, but it's got a mean had quality one, to it. Yeah, and it had like one funny joke in it that I remember that we liked, which was it's like, also funny that one of the guys in Lemonade Mouth ended up like shooting, like robbing a grocery store. Yeah, it, it's not it funny was he equal. did it. It's just wild that, that like, it happened like the week after we lost it or something. It was very, yeah, the, it was Zeke or Luther. I forget which one. Actually, he I don't played, know if it happened he, after we watched it. We found out after we watched it that he, he had robbed a store. Yeah, armed <laughs> robbery. Jail yeah. For it, armed robbery. Yeah. It was Zeke or Luther that robbed it, whichever one he was. Um, mm-hmm. And what was that? Uh, you've obviously seen High School Musical, right? We've seen the trilogy. Don't really need to see the third one. We we, we all watch the trilogy together. Okay, so you got that covered too. I was gonna say you should watch two because two is hilarious. But two is um, probably the best one. It's the best and the worst one. Yes, it's it's In it's multiple. the most entertaining. It's the most entertaining one to watch. Three got some is bangers. The, yeah, absolutely. Um, three is the best quality, but it's probably the most boring because of that, because it's just not as insane. Um, two is all orange, which is fantastic. That was the best part. Everyone uh, had a spray tan. Yeah, it for like they put an orange filter. They applied the filter tan. they use in American cinema and TV when they go to Mexico, but it was for yes. a high school film <laughs> in New Mexico. In New Mexico. I mean, to be fair, Breaking Bad and- was kind of orange too. So. <laughs> There, there's absolutely a implied gay romance between <laughs> two characters. In the actor who plays too. the the Sharpay's brother, he wanted Ryan. the character to be gay because he. The made, director he wanted it. the character to be gay too, Kenny Ortega. Because they um, thought like it would have been a nice. They thought it just worked well. It fit the character. It worked well in the plot or whatever. Like it made sense to do it. They, it would. And, they were and, like, it but, feels maybe a bit queer baity to not have it. <laughs> But Disney said no, so that's why uh, they—that's why they pair up the gay man and the lesbian character in the last movie. <laughs> they were like, "Is this what you wanted?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, they're gay. Well, they can date each other." <laughs> that's the funny. Yeah, Ortega and the cast are like, "Yeah, so we've got this character that could be like a homosexual man. We've got this." Girl could be a lesbian. We think that would make sense. We think it fits their character. And he's like, no, no, no. You, these two gay characters. You said they're a boy and a girl. Yeah. Why don't they date each other if they're so gay? <laughs> if they're so gay, why don't they date each other? Come on. Yeah. Why are we making <laughs> Disney like the mob? <laughs> I mean, they might as well be Expl- their own everything. Explain that to me. Why ain't these d- gay people dating each other yet? <laughs> <laughs> make it make sense, people. I'm just a simple man. I'm a simple business owner. 
Yeah, that that was awesome. But they did that. That that was so two thousands culture. Um, two thousands movie. Maybe. Yeah, that may that may have crossed since like early twenty ten. If they made that, to, if they you couldn't make High School Musical today. But if you did, um, <laughs> Ryan think, would have been gay. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I know we plan to watch to. Luck of the yeah. Irish during St. Patrick's time. So that's all. I watched that once. I forget everything about it. Um, oh, you should I join us I to watch it. it. You're a Mangan. You're Irish. I am basketball. Irish, I do like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a Celtics fan. Yeah, there you go. See, it. all the pieces are coming together. Eh, maybe I'll watch it with y'all. I, I barely remember anything about it. So. <laughs> I know yeah. shit about it. I know nothing about it. So. Yeah. But think uh, with that though yeah that's Call the here. top talk just me talking about a little thing i got going on because what mm-hmm. is what is a podcast if not a place to talk about all the little things we got going on you could too if you were a guest on the show we'd let you talk about the little things you got going on talk shop if you will talk shop absolutely mm-hmm. and yeah thank you all for listening uh, it felt nice to. I, List weeks is fun, but it's always nice to get back to the kind of the flow of things with some new wrinkles yeah. and some more segments. Trying to be more consistent yeah. with that, give the show a little more structure. I know, I know, structure. Everyone hates it, but I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I think so. But you know, thank you all for listening. Y'all are the best, and as always, stay creamy. Stay creamy, everyone. Peace out. Peace out.